Have you ever had a negative thought or memory that just keeps repeating in your mind over and over and you just can't seem to shut it off? If so, you are not alone. Today we're going to be talking all about rumination, what it is, why we do it, and most importantly, how we can finally learn to stop. Stick around. Welcome back. For those of you who are new, my name's Nina and I'm a life coach that specializes in personal development. Here at this channel, we talk all about our emotional well-being, understanding our own psychology and leading our best life possible. So if you aren't already a subscriber, take a moment and become one. We definitely want you to stay connected. So what exactly is rumination? Simply put is when we repetitively go over a problem or a thought over and over and over in our mind without closure or completion. We can literally have the same thoughts bouncing back and forth in our mind for hours on end if we don't let ourselves snap out of it. We constantly replay and obsess over these negative situations even though doing so doesn't really help us move past them or to resolve them in any way. We just kind of get stuck in this negativity loop. Now this is something that I can really relate to because I did this personally for years and years and years. I didn't have a word for it and I didn't really notice that I was doing it, but it was actually causing me a lot of suffering. This is something that also affects pretty much all of my clients, so I thought it would be the perfect topic to bring up today. So we have to ask, if it's causing us so much pain, why is it that we are engaging in this behavior? Well, the American Psychological Association, or APA, came up with three key reasons why this may be the case. Now, the first thing can be that we feel that by ruminating, we are going to somehow gain insight into our life or about the situation. So we keep thinking about it and thinking about it in hopes that we will get some kind of answer. The second thing it can be is having a history of emotional or physical trauma. And the third thing it can be is if we are facing stressors in our life that we feel that we cannot control. So when then does thinking about problems really become rumination? We know that reflecting on past experiences can help us get insight and can help us solve problems or overcome dilemmas. But when we start obsessively and compulsively thinking about these situations and it becomes a cycle that we really can't stop, then we know it's starting to become rumination. Another sign is when thinking about these problems is not really offering any further insights or it's actually intensifying negative feelings. That is another indication that is probably rumination. And rumination can be a huge trigger for anxiety because we're constantly focusing on something that is not in the present moment or something that we can control. It's really just keeping us caught in a thought pattern that just produces further and further suffering because we're experiencing it over over and over again. So if this is all starting to sound very familiar, and again, it certainly was for me, what can we do about it? The first thing that we need to do is to really start to realize we are doing it. And that is why I didn't stop earlier because I didn't really notice the habit, which is funny because I was spending just so much time doing it. But if we don't have that self-awareness, these 
thoughts can really get unchecked and they can just go on for hours sometimes. And a lot of people feel like they can't sleep because that's when their brain starts to ruminate over things. So it can be enormously problematic. So that first step really is having the awareness that it is happening at all. So once we realize that, yes, I'm definitely doing this, we need to start to track it in some way. So that could be that every time you catch yourself actually doing it, you record it on your phone, or you have a journal that you write in at the end of the day and you kind of give yourself a score. How did I do today? How often was I thinking about this same situation? So we really need to just get that awareness of how often it is happening. And believe me, it can sometimes be shocking how much time we are actually spending on the same topic. The second thing that we need to do is to really identify the fear that is behind the rumination. So if we're thinking about something over and over again, chances are it is not a happy thing for us. It is not a positive thing for us. It's something very negative and usually there is a huge fear attached to it. So it's just a matter of figuring out what that fear actually is. Is it that we feel that we have potentially ruined our reputation or that our career is at risk or that we feel that our girlfriend might leave us? We need to really get to the root of why this rumination is occurring so that we can kind of figure out why it's so important to us in the first place. Now, once we've done this, we can move on to the third thing, which is without catastrophizing to think about any realistic possible outcomes to this situation good or bad. Now, we don't want to necessarily dwell on worst case scenarios, but we do want to consider what the realistic worst case scenario is for this situation. And from there, we need to make peace with it because no matter what has happened to us in the past, we've survived that. And no matter what is going to happen to us in the future, we will also survive that. If we think about our life, we think about so many situations that have happened to us and we realize that we've gotten through all of them somehow. And a lot of times they were things that we would have never designed for ourselves, but in reality, they turned out to be blessings in disguise. And that can often be the case in our life. We have to be open to what the universe has in store for us. So we need to make peace with all of these potential outcomes and realize that yes, we can get through every single one of them. Now, the fourth thing that we can do is something that oftentimes my clients initially laugh at and then they realize how actually very effective it is, and that is to schedule time to worry. Now, we would think, why would we ever even give ourselves permission to worry? But it's because if we allow ourselves a specific time, we are setting a control. We have a constraint. It is a confined amount of space that we are going to allow this rumination to take place. So when we catch ourselves, in the day wanting to ruminate or actually ruminating, we can tell ourselves, no, we are going to give ourselves 20 minutes at three o'clock, let's say, to go over these problems and we can write about them, we can ruminate about them, we can think about them at that time. Now that really gives us a sense of control and it gives you an allowance to get these feelings out and to think about them because sometimes it's not really beneficial to just say, I'm never going to think about this ever again. We have unresolved feelings a lot of times, so we do need to think about them, but we're just confining them to this one space, which feels really great because it actually gives us a sense of control. And when we tend to ruminate, oftentimes it's because we feel like our life is out of control. So giving ourselves that sense of control is a wonderful gift. And this is an extremely helpful and effective technique. The fifth thing that we can do should come as 
as no surprise, and that is to practice mindfulness. When we practice mindfulness, we are simply telling ourselves we are only concerning ourselves with what is actually happening in the present moment, in the here and now. So usually as human beings, we spend the majority of our day worrying about the past, ruminating, or worrying about what is going to happen in the future. And again, those are things that we simply cannot control. But what we can control is the present moment. So if we practice mindfulness and we really try to concern ourselves only with what is truly happening in this actual moment, we're going to feel a lot more peace because we can control this moment or in this moment we have the potential of feeling very positive emotions as opposed to again ruminating over the past where we know these negative feelings are just waiting for us. So if we direct our attention to the here and now, we're going to feel a lot better. Now, the sixth thing that we can do and that we should do is to finally forgive ourselves for whatever it is that we are ruminating about. So much of the time we ruminate because we feel like we did something wrong. We wish that we could do something over. There was something that we did or something that we said that we really, really wish that we could take back. But the fact is, of course, that we cannot do that. That is part of the past. However, that is not part of the present moment. And no matter what happened, no matter what occurred, it is not a prison sentence for a lifetime of misery. At some point, we have to kind of learn the lessons that we can learn from it and, you know, go into the present moment where our life really is now. As human beings, we just make so many mistakes. We do not unfortunately come into this world with a guidebook. So we are learning as we go. And of course, mistakes are going to happen and we can't continuously blame ourselves for those mistakes. And also worrying does not help the situation in any way. It doesn't solve the problem. It does nothing but cause and create further suffering for us. And that does not allow us to be the person that we want to be, the person that can go forward and do better in life and to make amends, let's say, or to just make different choices next time. We can't do that if we're always sad because we're ruminating about the things we did in the past. Believe me, every single person is in the same boat. We all have things in our life that we wish didn't happen, but they did happen and our life is where it is at now. A lot of times because of those things, because life is just a gigantic lesson. We're learning things every single day and we're getting better every single day. But worrying and ruminating over past situations really does not help us to go forward. So once we've gotten the information, once we've learned the lessons, we really need to help ourselves be that better person by forgiving ourselves and allowing ourselves to move forward to be the best version of ourselves. The seventh thing that we can do is to get busy, to give ourselves other things to do so that our mind has more options than just ruminating constantly. If we are just too busy to ruminate, then it simply can't happen. So what we can do is think about things that we can do to maybe help others or to work on a hobby or to start on a new career or something else to better ourselves. But if we give ourselves something that requires active engagement of our brain, there's simply no space to ruminate. That's why when we watch a movie that we really like, or if we read a really great engaging book, or if we're with someone that we find really, really interesting, chances are we're not really ruminating during that time because we are actively engaging our brain in something else. It's that time when there is a quiet where we shift back to that worry and that rumination. So knowing that that is the case, giving ourselves something that is important 
intended for us to be doing is not going to allow that rumination to take place in the first place. The eighth thing that we can do is to use self-therapy. Now, self-therapy is something that I find enormously helpful, and the type of self-therapy that I find most beneficial is called cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, cognitive behavioral therapy is something also that can be performed with a mental health professional, so you can certainly do that, or you can do it on yourself. This is something that I also made a video about that I will certainly link down below. But what happens in this form of therapy is we look at our automatic thoughts and our irrational beliefs and we really argue against them. We think about why they could potentially not be true. And then we really replace these thoughts with thoughts that are much more healthy and constructive and beneficial for us. So that's one form of self-therapy that we can do, but we can also engage in yoga or meditation or journaling is a great one, but anything that we feel is self-soothing and a form of self-therapy for us. And as always, if we feel like this is something that we just can't control on our own and we just need further help, we can seek out further assistance. We can get professional help. We can see a counselor or a therapist to kind of assist us with this process. The ninth thing that we can do is to exercise and get outdoors. Either one or both is enough enormously helpful. It really disrupts that cycle of rumination and it gives us some new scenery to look at. We know that exercise just has so many benefits for our mental and our physical health, so we tend to feel better almost instantaneously when we begin to exercise, even though a lot of times it takes that effort to try to get outdoors. As soon as you get outside and you get moving, you automatically feel better. And that is also the case with just being outside in general. So I know I say this all the time, but the second I go outside and look at the stars, I instantly feel better about life. I feel refreshed and I feel that the universe is big and my problems are kind of small in comparison to this great wide universe. So sometimes we just need to shake it up and exercising and going outdoors are two enormously wonderful and beneficial ways to do that. And the 10th thing that we can do and should be doing all the time anyway is practicing self-love and self-care. We need to love ourselves, support ourselves, and really accept ourselves and our feelings. We need to validate our feelings. It's not that the feelings shouldn't be there. We need to acknowledge that they are there we need to help ourselves through the process of really reducing the amount of suffering that they are causing us. So what can we do to really increase self-love and self-care? We can pay attention to how we're feeling, we can pay attention to our needs, and we can try to meet them in any way that we possibly can that is healthy and constructive for us, and we can engage in activities that we enjoy. We can go to see friends. We can take a warm bubble bath. We can, you know, read a book that we have wanted to read, but, you know, reward ourselves and take care of ourselves in the ways that we wish that other people would take care of ourselves. It is our job to be offering ourselves that love and acceptance and understanding that we really do need as human beings. So it's very important 
important that, you know, when we are going through a negative experience and we are ruminating, that we really take care of ourselves because there is a lot of suffering that comes hand in hand with us. And a lot of times, you know, letting go of this suffering is also a process that can be a little difficult. So we just want to make sure that we are providing ourselves with that self-soothing that is really going to help us through that process. So just remember, it is absolutely possible to free ourselves from rumination and from these negative thought patterns. It just takes that self-awareness and that shift in our habits and behaviors. So hopefully these 10 strategies are enormously helpful to you. I look forward to hearing your feedback and what you do find the most helpful. And I thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you did find this video helpful, please like it and share it with someone else who may need to hear the same message today. Also subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already. And I greatly look forward to seeing you next time. Have an absolutely extraordinary day.